0: is Bean to barstool a podcast that looks at the intersections of craft beer and craft chocolate my name is david nelson i'm a professional beer writer and an advanced cicerone and the creator and host of this show the music for this episode is by my dear friend indie folk musician anna p.s you can find out more about anna's music in the show notes or at her website annapsmusic.com you can find links and information about our guests in the show notes as well I hope you enjoy this episode of Bean to Barstool. Winter is one of my favorite seasons. Yes, the gray days can sometimes drag me down, but the cold makes my heart sing, and the snow and sleet make a warm blanket, some great beer and chocolate, and a good book that much more cozy. A couple weeks back, we got a major snowstorm. It started around midnight and howled for the next 24 hours. My wife couldn't get to work, and I work from home, so we turned our couch to face the front windows and spent the day watching the snow whip through the streets as we sipped on good beer and, of course, paired it with chocolate. While we explore all aspects of beer and chocolate on Bean to Barstool, the most consistent topics are pairing beer and chocolate, beers made with chocolate or its ingredients, and chocolate made with beer or its ingredients. Most of the brewers and makers I interview and profile here have a significant relationship to a creative business on the other side. I've recently done episodes on Omnom Chocolate, who frequently collaborates with Reykjavik Breweries and uses brewing malt in one of its best-selling bars, Cleveland Chocolate, who provides the cacao for Noble Beast Brewings chocolate beers, and Videri Chocolate, who has a line of cacao products specifically tailored for brewers and has worked with dozens of North Carolina breweries. In the past, I have featured Nostalgia Chocolate, who came up with an innovative way to infuse hop aroma into a chocolate bar, and Somerville Chocolate, who produces chocolate inside Aeronaut Brewing and has several fascinating beer-related bars. We've looked at the ongoing relationship between Branch & Bone Artisan Ales and Violet Sky Chocolate, and that between Burial Beer and French Broad Chocolates, and we've looked at exciting one-off collaborations between Choco Karina and Larvik Beer, Sam Adams Cincy and Maverick Chocolate. Brighter Days Brewing and Rotza Chocolate, and numerous others. You can check out the Bean to Barstool archives to hear about these and more. There are simply more of these collaborations than I can possibly devote full episodes to, though, which is an awesome problem to have. So today we're going to look at some of these recent chocolate beer and beer chocolates that I've enjoyed. Hopefully you discover some new tasting experiences to try out, or if you're a brewer or chocolate maker, some inspiration for a new project. Just be sure to let me know about it. One of the most prolific beer and chocolate relationships is the one that exists between Burial Beer and French Broad Chocolates, both in the heart of Asheville, North Carolina. Burial co-founder Jess Reiser and French Broad co-founder Jale Skeppington are good friends, and their ongoing creative partnership has led to a dynamic range of high-concept chocolate beers and elegant beer chocolates. You can listen to episodes 3 and 23 to hear about this relationship in much greater detail. A friend recently brought back two of Burial's chocolate beers from a trip to Asheville. The first of these beers was Lessons in Solitude, Portrait 2, a 15% ABV imperial stout brewed with blood orange zest, coffee from Say Roasters in Brooklyn, toasted oats, vanilla bean, and French broad cacao nibs. Burial's beer names and label art are as intriguing as the beers themselves. The label for this beer is colorful but grim, with a purple skull at the foot of sun-scorched red mountains, dark scudding clouds and an orange moon keeping watch, while scarab beetles crawl over the contours of the skull. Initial notes of peppery coffee and dark, dry chocolate part to reveal orange cream ganache and silky vanilla caramel and milk chocolate. It finishes with a spritz of blood orange zest and a closing roastiness from the stout base. This was absolutely beautiful. Portal into infinite non-existence is a simpler and more classical concept, brewed with cacao nibs and Tahitian vanilla and aged in bourbon barrels. This is just a lovely bourbon barrel chocolate stout with pepper-like coffee notes despite the absence of coffee, thick chocolate liquor with vanilla that came across like dark milk chocolate, a silky and thick body, and a bit of booziness. Nothing profound here but wonderfully executed. My sister and brother-in-law live in Asheville and we're hoping to visit them in March, so hopefully I can grab even more of Burial's excellent beers with French Broad Cacao. Mocha Origins recently partnered with Here and Now Brewing to create a bar infused with their Slab Castle Stout, a 6.4% ABV stout. Mocha's Slab Castle Stout 72% bar made with Ugandan cacao from the Semeliki Forest region is delightful, with an underlying warm fudge foundation, a bit of caramel, smooth roasty notes, and a subtle touch of fruit. The sleek, shiny surface of the bar gives way to a silky smooth melt. In full disclosure, Mocha Origins was kind enough to send me their new Slab Castle Stout bar. Anytime I accept free samples from a brewery or chocolate maker, I make it clear from the outset that acceptance of goods is no guarantee of coverage or positive review. I've had a lot of fun lately pairing Mocha's bars with beer, and you can find many of those pairings on the Bean to Barstool Instagram page, including Seventh Sun Decorative Gourd with their Toffee Almond Bar and Coppertail Unholy Triple with their Lemon Ginger Bar. French Broad works with many breweries around Asheville in addition to Burial, and one of their consistent partners is Highwire Brewing. Highwire's 10W40 is an imperial stout brewed with cacao nibs, and they regularly release variants of 10W40 with unexpected flavor combinations. I recently had two of these and was pleased with both. Blueberry Crumble 10W40 is brewed with vanilla, lactose, molasses, blueberry, and cacao nibs, and all those pieces could get out of hand easily, but they're in perfect harmony here. As soon as I poured it into the glass, I smelled a wave of blueberry muffin top. A closer sniff brought chocolate-covered blueberries that reminded me of Pisa Haiti cacao, or a chocolate muffin with blueberries. The flavor offered dark roast coffee with blueberry milk splashing against high-percentage dark chocolate. The dry, roasty finish with touches of roasted grain keeps the whole thing from coming across too sweet. I was surprised by just how much I enjoyed this unusual beer. Their Chai 10W40 is brewed with a spice cabinet of ginger, cinnamon, green cardamom, black pepper, clove, and allspice, all from Spicewala, as well as cacao nibs from French Broad, and is rounded out with lactose and vanilla. Again, that sounds like it could be a mess, but it's understated and delicious, with the impression of dunking dark chocolate-covered biscotti into milky chai. If you get the chance to try this or any of the 10W40 variants, please do so. Way back in episode 8, we talked with Chris Davison of Wolf's Ridge Brewing in Columbus, Ohio. Wolf's Ridge uses cacao from ethereal confections, and they are prolific in releasing unique chocolate beers. Much like with Highwire, I've learned to trust them with creative concepts that don't sound like they should work, and the recent release of Office Party was a great example. Office Party is an imperial stout brewed with orange peel, vanilla, lactose, and Ghana and Dominican Republic cacao from Ethereal Confections. I really wasn't sure what to expect here, as orange can often come across as artificial or soda pop-like in beer, but this was fantastic. The flavors reminded me of an orange creamsicle drizzled in dark chocolate, or a dark chocolate bonbon with orange cream ganache. Wolf's Ridge has shown over and over again they know how to finesse these high-concept beers to provide exploratory flavor experiences that are still highly drinkable. Listen to episode 8 to hear more. One exciting recent collaboration involved both a chocolate beer and a beer chocolate, Dick Taylor Chocolate and Eel River Brewing recently partnered on both liquid and chocolate versions of Vanilla Citrus Stout. The beer is brewed with Madagascar Bourbon Vanilla Beans, Orange Zest, and Belize Cacao from Dick Taylor and comes in at 6.8% ABV. Rather than using the beer directly in the chocolate bar, Dick Taylor instead simulated the flavors of the beer by making a 55% milk chocolate bar with orange essential oil and vanilla and aging it in cascade hops, which have a citrusy and piney aroma to them. The bar is fantastic. The nose leads with orange zest, followed by fresh green hop aromas rising gently from the milk chocolate foundation with some light floral highlights. The flavor leads instead with caramel and milk chocolate, with the green hop bitterness snaking throughout, and the vanilla playing a supporting role to the other flavors. The whole thing tastes like if you used a classic American pale ale to make caramel, and then poured that over a brownie made with relatively low percentage chocolate. I have to confess, though, that I didn't love the beer side of this collaboration like I wanted to. There is a touch of a solvent-like character to the aroma, almost like orange-scented cleaner, and the roast profile of the beer is a bit two-dimensional, failing to support the headier vanilla, chocolate, and citrus notes. It's a fun concept. I hope they're able to work out the kinks in this beer, as I love seeing this kind of project happen. When we were in Denver recently, we stopped in and visited our friends at Lady Justice Brewing. Lady Justice is woman-owned and queer-owned, and donates much of their revenue to social justice and community development causes. I love everything about what they're doing, and I have a full feature article on them that will be coming out soon in Pellicle Mag. One of my favorite beers I had while we hung out in their taproom was Queerly Beloved, brewed in collaboration with Goldspot Brewing and Big Rip Brewing. This blonde stout was brewed with cacao from Chilaca and coffee from Huckleberry Roasters. Blonde stouts are beers that attempt to simulate the roasty flavors of stouts without actually using the dark roasted malts that give stouts their characteristic profile, and instead using cacao, coffee, or other ingredients to simulate those flavors. Queerly Beloved offered nutty notes flitting around the creamy coffee center with a subtle chocolate foundation. It made me think of a white chocolate mocha with a touch of macadamia nut. This was so good, and it was perfect for the sunny late fall day when I got to drink it. Fuwan Chocolate out of Taiwan often releases bars that employ creative fermentations, including identical bars fermented with different cultures. Their strawberry beer yeast bar is a 70% dark chocolate bar fermented with strawberry beer yeast. What strawberry beer yeast, you ask? I'm still a little unclear on the exact process here. But from what I've been able to gather from Fuwan, they're using the yeast residue from a strawberry beer brewed locally and then partially fermenting the cacao with it, I think. I'm hoping to talk to them about this soon. This is a highly fragrant bar that I could smell as soon as I opened the package, with notes of warm field grass, orange peel, and sun-baked oak. The flavor brought subtle notes of banana, strawberry candy, and honey, with mild acidity. The texture was beautifully smooth. I love that Fuan is experimenting with these unique fermentations. Also while we were in Denver, we dropped in at Fiction Beer, a brewery entirely themed around literature. All of their beers have book-related names, the tables have book-related quotes painted onto them, and even the base of the bar itself is covered in books. As if that weren't enough reason to love them, I also have a soft spot for fiction because they were my very first brewery interview almost a decade ago, long before I was a beer writer. I used to be a librarian, and I started and ran one of the only literary journals in the country run by a public library. I interviewed Fiction's founders about their love of reading and the creative ways they infuse that into their brewery. Fiction Lunas is another blonde stout, but this one is very different from the one at Lady Justice. Lunas is brewed with cacao from Cho, coffee, and New Mexico hatched chilies. This surprising combination yields gentle, nutty coffee notes, subtle citrus highlights, a foundation of mocha, and some unmistakable green peppery notes from the hatches. Truly unique. In episode 29, we talked with Ray Rosado and Tobias Sishon of Rabbit Brewing about their mythological influences and their use of cacao in brewing. The beers we looked at are very good but fairly standard chocolate beers, a milk stout and an imperial stout. Hemogoblin, however, is a wheat ale brewed with Italian blood oranges and Ecuadorian cacao nibs from Ethereal. I honestly wasn't sure what I was going to think about this, as I'm typically not a huge fan of blood orange in beer, but I really enjoyed it. The blood orange comes across almost like tinned mandarin slices, with some bready wheat, a tiny twang of yeastiness, and some citrus zing. I wouldn't have guessed the presence of cacao from the taste, and it mostly adds softness to the mouthfeel and a supporting fruity acidity. This was a pleasant surprise. And on a side note, I really love the name Heba Goblin and its play on the protein in our red blood cells that carries oxygen throughout our bodies. Because, you know, blood oranges— Leave it to Rabid to come up with the perfect, bloody, mythological name. I want to take a quick break from talking about chocolate beers and beer chocolates to tell you about an upcoming free virtual event I'll be leading on Wednesday, March 9th. I've been leading a monthly beer education series for the Tip City Public Library for the last four years called Overdue for a Brew. Since the beginning of the pandemic, that has become overdue for a virtual brew, with monthly Facebook Live videos exploring different aspects of the beer world. For Women's History Month, on March 9th at 6.30pm, I'll be giving a 45-minute Facebook Live talk called Women and the Past, Present, and Future of Beer. I'll be talking about the vital and often primary roles women have played in the history of brewing, some prominent women identifying brewers, brewery owners, and woman owned breweries in craft beer, and what still needs to change to make the future of craft beer a more safe and inclusive space for people of all identities. You can watch the video on either the Tip City Public Library page at facebook.com slash tip city library or on my beer events page at facebook.com slash david milson beer i'll put the link in the show notes now back to more beer and chocolate collaborations indulgence chocolatiers is a chocolate maker in milwaukee wisconsin they aren't bean to bar but they do source their chocolate ethically and their bars are quite tasty Two of their core bars are inspired by Porter and IPA beer styles. Neither uses those beers, but instead uses brewing malt and other ingredients to simulate each style. The Porter bar is a 58% dark chocolate made with espresso, malt, and roasted barley. The coffee and roasted malt notes are quite prevalent, and there's a pleasant crunch to the bar as well. The IPA bar is a 64% dark chocolate made with orange zest, coriander, and malted barley, and is much more evocative of wit beer or other Belgian styles with its fruit and spice profile. Wit is actually brewed with coriander and orange zest, so it's a bit curious that this is intended to evoke IPA rather than that style. Either way, it's quite pleasant. We actually visited Indulgence back in 2018 when we were in town to see a concert by the band Churches, and their cafe offers beer and chocolate pairing flights, which were well thought out, well presented, and quite delicious. I mentioned earlier the relationship between Branch & Bone Artisan Ales and Violet Sky Chocolate, and this is one of my favorite partnerships between breweries and chocolate makers. Branch & Bone is from right near me in Dayton, Ohio, and they're the best brewery in the city, full of good ones. You can listen to episode 10 to hear all about this relationship. Their Skinwalker is a bourbon barrel-aged imperial stout conditioned on cinnamon, vanilla, dried peppers, and violet sky cacao. The aroma leads with a diverse array of spices, including cardamom and earthy pepper, as well as notes of chocolate-covered pine tips. The heat really hits on the palate with a punchy, earthy spiciness and softer notes of ginger and molasses with deep chocolate beneath. This beer isn't for everyone, but it's certainly interesting. Campfire Candle is an imperial milk stout brewed with graham crackers, vanilla, and violet sky cacao. This is no overly sweet, s'mores-inspired beer, though. The aroma shows toasty graham cracker, vanilla, and a touch of smoke, and the palate offers a surprising acidity from the cacao in the roast, with light smoke in the background and a beautiful alchemy of dark chocolate, toasted graham cracker, and true vanilla. There are a lot of s'mores beers out there. We'll talk about another in just a moment, but this is the best execution of the concept I've had. The buzz in Ohio right now is all about the Cincinnati Bengals making it to the Super Bowl. I'm recording this on the Friday before the big game, so I don't know yet if they've won, but their unlikely trip to football's biggest stage has been exciting for the region either way. Cincinnati's Chocolates Latour recently commemorated the occasion with bonbons painted like Bengal tigers and made with Night Whale Imperial Stout from Cincinnati's largest brewery, Rheingeist. Night Whale is a bourbon barrel-aged stout weighing in at a formidable 16.2% ABV. The bonbons, however, are much more tame, with a sweet, soft, creamy center of chocolate ganache, with the mighty stout showing through in notes of burnt caramel and mild acidic roast. Let's hope that by the time this airs, the remaining bonbons will be celebratory instead of consolatory. Also from Cincinnati is Mad Tree Brewing S'more Gratitude, a stout made with vanilla beans, graham crackers from local Grateful Grams, and cocoa powder and cacao nibs from Maverick Chocolate. While lower in ABV and more approachable than Branch and Bone Campfire Candle, this beer is still a campfire s'more in a glass with a pleasant dry roast. Madtree brews several beers with cacao from Maverick, the most notable being Rubus cacao brewed with raspberry puree. You can hear more about that beer and Maverick chocolate back in episode 17. Mackenzie Rivers over at Map Chocolate released a flurry of delightful inclusion bars before the holidays, and I was most excited about Dear Madame Fruitcake, made with almonds, dried plum, cardamom, sea salt, and obsidian stout from Deschutes Brewing in Oregon, a classic American-style stout. The aroma offers warm, woody cinnamon that quickly reveals itself as cardamom, and the mouth gives the impression of cinnamon toast crunch cereal made with cardamom. There's a subtle fruitiness from the plums and sweet nuttiness from the almond, with a gentle roastiness offering the only nod to the stout. This is a cozy, fuzzy sweater of a chocolate bar, exactly what Mackenzie knew we needed. I am continually inspired by the creativity of brewers and chocolate makers and the flavor journeys they take us on with their creations. If you've enjoyed a chocolate beer or beer chocolate lately, I'd love to hear from you about it. In the show notes, you can find links to the breweries and chocolate makers mentioned in this episode. Please visit and support them. And if you can, please share this podcast with friends, followers, chocolate makers, brewers, and lovers of chocolate and beer. Beer and chocolate belong together, and so do their fans. Thanks for listening to Bean to Barstool.